Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It's January 11th. It's 2021. We have eight NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. We are presented by Monkey Knife Fight. If you haven't already, try the fastest growing DFS single player DFS site today. Get a matching 100% deposit bonus up to $50 on your first deposit bonus. Rotogrinders.com slash partners slash MKF, which is Monkey Knife Fight. Check them out if you haven't already. A lot of stuff going on for NBA and NFL. Um, we got some more NFL games coming up this past in this next weekend. So I'm joined today by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't play any showdown for that Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers game, you know, as it was going on. So I'm sure St- uh, Browns fans currently, as we're recording the podcast, are feeling great. Uh, Steelers fans are probably thinking, you know, or, or don't know what to think at all. I'm sure we've got, you know, people that are saying Big Ben's needs to retire now. A whole lot is going on in the world. I'm just happy we have some NBA DFS. Man, this is a crazy slate. For an eight-game NBA slate, for a night before podcasts, like, this is a crazy, crazy slate. A um, lot of... A lot of question marks, a lot of people already out, a uh, lot to talk about, so let's jump right in. We get started with Milwaukee at Orlando. No total in this game. Um, I know Giannis has been kind of like questionable, but he's not on the injury report, so I'm going to put him on the probable side of things. And on the Magic side, Aminu, Michael Carter-Williams, Fultz, Isaac, and Okoye are out. And then Fournier is questionable. Let's start with Milwaukee here. Um, what, if anything, do we like here for the Bucks? 
Well, I mean, I think, you know, if Giannis is going to play, uh, if this, this is a weird season, Stevie, and I'm, I'm going to be quite honest with you. I've been trying to figure out if there's some rhyme or reason for these multiple blowouts per, per day. Uh, and I just can't find one currently. Maybe if somebody has a model, please reach out. We, we'd love to uh, get an edge here. This just looks like a game that I, I may not be interested in. I mean, I, I feel like Giannis is going to be Giannis and do Giannis things. Uh, but I, and I hate to jump ahead, but I don't think I'm going to play Giannis over Luca tonight. And so I, I think, I think this whole team, I'm just going to fade them. And, and I just, I'll let them beat me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Giannis is 11 K. He, could he or should he go out and put up 50 plus here yes um i don't think that you know we're not arguing that we're arguing can he get to 70 if this game doesn't stay close like milwaukee should crush orlando here let's be honest um orlando is very short-handed right now and you know they they have a rookie point guard that is still learning how to be a point guard in the nba um so you know that's obviously something that we need to note I don't really like anything here from Milwaukee either. Like if I think if I was going to go anybody, I'd end up on maybe like Drew. Um, just cause I think he's like a, I don't want to say he's a safe 35, but I think he's a solid 35 in this one. Um, let's go to Orlando. What, if anything, do you like here uh, for my Orlando magic? Uh, I can't play anybody. It's like everybody everybody's priced where they should be maybe outside of Dwayne Bacon. He's probably priced where he should be because he's not doing much. Uh, I mean, I know Kim Birch has, you know, been kind of coming off the bench, giving you, you know, interesting minutes. He might be the one guy, Stevie, maybe if it's a blowout, maybe if it gets slightly out of hand, not saying he picks up extra minutes, but maybe he gets four, four to five extra minutes against like a completely scrub team. And he, eeks his way to 30 and then all of a sudden you've got like some salary relief but with all the other things going on in with this slate he's probably unnecessary so i i don't really like the magic either terrence ross is overpriced i don't ever play aaron gordon uh you know aaron gordon had one game and then look came out and played 36 minutes just i i, I don't get him right so i just don't play him and it's not going to cost me anything. I think I'm just, I'm fading the magic as well, Stevie. All that, ladies and gentlemen, is just saying I'm fading the magic. Yeah, if you can kind of guess right on like who's going to play the fourth quarter blowout minutes for the magic, maybe it is Birch. Like maybe that's who you potentially like take some shots on here. Like because I don't know, I don't think this game stays close. Um, I don't want to play Vooch. I don't want to play Gordon. I don't want to play Ross because I don't think he's the guy that's going to get like the fourth quarter blowout minutes. Like this game, yeah, for me is just now. like. No, I was just going to say like, this game for me is just kind of like a. It's kind of a write off, man. Um, I just I don't see yeah. a, a lot in this one. So let's move on. We got Phoenix at Washington. No total in this one either. Um, Cameron Payne's doubtful on the Phoenix side, and then. Brian and Westbrook are both out on the Washington side. Um, obviously, that opens up a lot. You know, let's look at Phoenix first. Um, what do you like here for the Suns? Well, I mean, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. Wow. We've been talking about, you know, maybe when when is the time that we can kind of play some of these guys? <clears throat> excuse me. Jeez, sorry. Uh, 
God, this feels like a spot we can play Chris Paul, Stevie, at 7,200 against Washington. I mean, it feels like this this is the right spot. Um, I think we can get away with it. At 7,200, I think you take some shots on Chris Paul. Devin Booker at 7,900. Um, he had a pretty good game the other night. I'm still a little afraid to play Devin Booker closer to 8K right now. Um, I, th- I think in tournaments, if you're multi-entering, I definitely think you get some exposure to Devin Booker today. If you're not multi-entering, like if I'm in any type of three-entry max, two-entry, uh, or single entry, I don't think I touch Devin Booker at all uh, at, at almost 8K. That's kind of where I am with Phoenix. Uh, don't don't really want to play eight neither. Haven't really seen much of the upside. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine just rolling out Chris Paul uh, from the Phoenix Suns. I know it's still a small sample size. We're still kind of in the early part of the NBA season, but like Washington's playing at the fastest pace in the NBA and they're 28th in defensive efficiency. They're a terrible defensive team that likes to run. Um, it's They're going to be worse now with like Brian and Westbrook out. Like I, I think when I look at Phoenix, I think you can play Booker, Aiton, Paul. Um, I think you play all three of those guys, um, not on the same team by any means, but um, I, I think they're all like in play and like, if this was a different slate, I, I would even say like Javon Carter is in play um, because with Cameron Payne out, Javon Carter is probably going to play 25, maybe 20 to 25 minutes in this game. And like on a different slate, I think he'd be like super in play, but in this slate, I just I just don't know um, if we're necessarily going to need him. We're gonna like we're gonna get into these Cleveland and Philly and Memphis and Atlanta games and Dallas and Indy and like there are so many people out on so many of those teams that I just don't know if you're gonna need a guy that's gonna play 20 to 25 minutes on the slate. Um, the Washington side of things, obviously, when we take Westbrook off, we take Brian off. It opens up a ton of usage uh, for Bradley Beal. What do you like here for Washington? Yeah, man. Uh, Washington seems like a spot where, you know, we may be able to to squeeze a few guys. And Ish played 28 minutes the other night uh, against Miami, and, and what was a close game. Uh, in fact, Beal was even out in that game, ironically. Uh, but I mean, we know Beal's a guy. I saw something on Beal the other day in terms of our, our court IQ stuff. And if I'm not mistaken, Stevie Beal is averaging, I think, 1.48 fantasy points per minute with Westbrook off the that was just with Westbrook not with Bryant uh, he might be somewhere around one five one six I, I I don't know I have to look it up but Beal's you know fantasy point per minute numbers this season are off the charts so I think if you're if you're trying to stack this game uh, I wouldn't leave Beal out of a single stack because if they're going to win he's he's the reason they're going to win I mean the guy's averaging in, in terms of points. Isn't Beal averaging somewhere around 30-something points a game right now? 30. It, it, it's it's somewhere up there. Like he he's averaging a whole he's averaging 35 points per game, Stevie, this season. Uh for a guy that's that's a shooter, he's taking, you know, 25 to 30 shots a game, sometimes more than that. Beal's such an exceptional play today in this spot. I think if I was gonna build around, you know, kind of Someone not in the Luca tier, I, I definitely think it would be Beal. Outside of that, um, Jerome Robinson did get some run the other night, but I, I think that was just more because Beal was out. Troy Brown, the same thing. I think it's Beal and maybe a point guard. Um, 
Rui's going to play. Bertans is going to play. It's probably those four. I think if you can nail the point guard between, you know, NATO or Ish, I think that's the way you go. Definitely Beal. And then maybe either Hachimura or Bertans. I think that's how you get your Washington exposure. Uh, last thing, I, I know I'm on this game a lot, but uh, Morris Wagner is like 3,600. Like maybe you take a shot on him. You know, I don't I don't mind playing cheap centers because, man, he could just inch his way to a double-double and get almost 34. So I uh, just want to kind of throw him out. He's 3,600. Uh, could, could be a really interesting spot for him. Yeah, like honestly, I'd be more apt to take a shot on um, what is his name, Dene Avagia or something, whatever his name is. Um, oh, Avdia. Avdia, yeah. Like I don't know, I'd be more apt to like take a shot on him at forty three hundred. Like I don't know, I don't know what Bertans being out is really going to open up. Um, oh, you mean Brian? You know, Bryant, not Bertans. Um, I do think Bertans is interesting. That's that's what I was. That's why Bertans was on my mind. The name <laughs> gotcha, in general, gotcha. because yeah. like he was very limited minutes. Um, you know, coming back from injury, but like outside of the double double the other night where he only played twenty two minutes, like he had been consistently in the like twenty seven thirty minute range for a few games. So I do think that he is somewhat interesting. But I'm much more like much more interested in the Phoenix side. They're getting a huge pace upgrade. Um, one of the highest on the slate, and they're facing one of the worst defensive teams. So if I'm looking at Washington, I'm looking to just run it back with maybe like Beal or Ish or take a shot on one of these big guys. Uh, moving right along here, we got the Knicks at Charlotte. No total for this one because the Knicks are on a back-to-back, and we'll have to see um, what we're looking at. Um, let's start with the Knicks side of things. Oh, Zeller is still out for Charlotte. Um, let's start with the Knicks. What are we looking at? Well, I mean, they're on a back-to-back, but they kind of got it handed to them. Uh, they didn't really keep up with the Nuggets uh, you know, on, in their previous game. So I hope Julius Randle didn't play 40 minutes in a meaningless game that they pretty much were losing by almost 20 in the third quarter, a little over 20 and into the fourth. So I'm, I'm hoping Julius didn't play too many minutes. Um, but I, I think Julius Randle, man, he's been, and guess what? He played 38 minutes. Jeez Louise. Uh, Julius has been fantastic though. One, one, one of the most consistent performers we've seen all year. I think this is a I think this is a good spot for him here. Uh, you know, can, can I squeeze in my boy Elf Payton uh, on FanDuel again? Uh, you know, di- didn't get there, I don't think, in the previous slate. But, you know, he's a guy I'm always going to look at when all these other guys are out. Um, I mean, he's 6,400 on DK because so I, I don't like that price at all. But I think when it comes to this team, uh, it, it's, it's really just Julius Randle for me. Even at 9,600, I mean, he, he's got a shot to put up, you know, 55 60 in this spot uh mitch rob is a guy i mean you know maybe we could play some mitch rob at 55 uh, i think that's a fair price i'd be willing to roll him out in this spot that's about it i mean we we at least have to like note austin rivers at 5300 playing 30 i, I, play, I like, played austin rivers yet uh on the previous slate uh nobody was on him and he put up six fantasy points six points two turnovers I'm not playing Austin Rivers. <laughs> uh, oh, on Sunday? Sunday, yeah. Don't, oh, you gosh. Know, you have a short memory, Will. Um, I, well, I know. I know. He's like, can't have a short memory about six points. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, looking at New York in general here, like, 
I'm I'm more interested in like playing Randall. This is a great matchup. Charlotte's a team that has struggled with you know fours and fives for years now, and they really haven't figured out like Biombo is like that's why they use him. He's a good defender, but like you know that's Robinson. Like PJ Washington's not going to be able to guard Julius Randall. Sorry. Um, so I do think Julius Randall is super interesting, even at the expensive price tag. Because I promise you guys, we're going to get into some of these games. We have plenty of value coming up. Um, let's go to the Charlotte side of things. Um, Lamelo's for real, man. Um, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like this guy. We talked about Lonzo the other night um, when they were going to play each other, and like Lamelo in 26 minutes was an assist away from a triple double. Came back the next night, played 31 minutes, and and had a triple double. Listen, uh, so so here's the thing. It's been quite a while since Charlotte has been close to like having some form of like a legit possible superstar. Like, listen, Kimber was an all star, and I really almost wish we still had him. Uh, he loved the city. I'm sorry about my personal rant. I promise we're going to get through some other games. But listen, LaMelo's a, a legit, you know, possible superstar in this league. Thank God Charlotte didn't screw this up. So thankful they didn't screw this up. Sec- secondly, we're, we're winning a few games. Now let's get into the DFS analysis. Uh, LaMelo ball at 7K. It feels too expensive, but the guys just continually. I mean, he the, the more his price climbs, Stevie, he's going to continue to be a tournament play extraordinaire. Do you buy into what he's going to continue to do on, coming off the bench and kind of wreaking havoc on these second units and then playing a little bit into the first unit minutes? Like, do, do, do you buy into it? Because now he's 7K. You've got to think about it. Um, but you know, it seems like they're content on giving him his, you know, I would say 28 to 30 minutes now. Uh, hopefully that's the case. If the game's close, he's probably going to be playing a big part into it. Love PJ Washington. Can't pay for him at 6,400. He's got upside. Don't get me wrong. He's got some upside, but I think, I I think in this game, just kind of like the Phoenix Washington game, some of these pieces I'm only going to reserve for game stacks. So PJ Washington would just kind of be a game stack piece. Uh, you know, Gordon Hayward would probably just be a game stack piece because of the pricing. I uh, don't think I'd get into like any sing- sing- single entry with them. And even LaMelo at 7K, I don't think I'd single entry him. But in terms of a game stack, I think you take some of these Charlotte pieces, run it back with some Randall, and I think, you know, you might have a winning formula. Winning formula. Um, listen, I know LaMelo is 7k, but it might not be enough. Um, this guy, like he, he's the real deal. Like we knew he, we knew he was the best out of the three ball brothers. Like there was never a a secret like from that. It's just, it was, it was always waiting and like, you know, getting around the, the, the dad, um, to get LaMelo to the pros. Like that's, that was always the thing. And like, now he's shown up and like, he's shown up. So, well, listen, um, we got lucky in Charlotte, man. Uh, because LaMelo could have easily went number one, could have easily went to golden state and number two. I mean, bro, we got lucky. I'm so glad we, we got lucky. And, and, you know, you, you tell me whether or not you think he's better than Anthony Edwards, nothing against Anthony Edwards at all. All right, I'm I'm done. About I think my time will tell, right? Like time will tell on that. But I I feel like if I'm Charlotte, if I'm a Charlotte fan, like 
I'm I want pieces I want pieces or something for like Rogier or Graham right now, and I want Lamelo playing 35 minutes a night. Um, like I don't know, but uh, or, or you just don't give Gordon Hayward a big contract, and that's not an indictment of Gordon Hayward, people. I have nothing against Gordon Hayward at all. He's been playing fantastic I, I just, this season, man. He, he has, but I don't want us to end up in another Nick Batum situation where at the end of the contract, we're like, why did we do this contract? What what were we thinking when we could have? Anyway, that's. That's half the contracts in the NBA. And I love Gordon Hayward. <laughs> that's half the contracts in the NBA. What were we doing when we signed this contract? Like that, that's, that's, half, the, that's half the battle. Um, well, last thing. I know we got to go. I promise we'll fly through. Here's the thing, though. Julius Randle got a really good contract from the Knicks, right? A lot lower than what it was for the other people that they would have paid for. And now they're looking like, oh, this this is a great signing. If he keeps playing like this, he could have gotten even bigger. Anyway, I'm just, you know, I'm just looking long term, man. Like maybe we could have got him on a, you know, a four year, I don't know, uh, just a little cheaper. Anyway, I I don't want to sound like, you know, uh, Scrooge here. I'm done, man. Uh, just th- thank you, Charlotte Hornets fans. Uh, any LaMelo ball basketball cores that you uncover, please send them my way. I am willing to pay. All right. <laughs> um, back to DFS. I think Devontae Graham's a, 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 a somewhat interesting tournament play here. Um, he's he's 5,800 in this spot. Like 5,800 for a guy that like could shoot double digits should probably play like 30 minutes. I think Devontae Graham is, is somewhat okay uh, for tournaments. He's been playing better lately too. Um, So yeah, I think Devontae Graham is an interesting tournament playing this one, but moving on, we got Memphis at Cleveland two eighteen and a half and a half total Cleveland favorite by three. We'll take a nap because I got to get through the injury report here. Uh, Triple J Concher, Morant and Winslow are out uh, for Memphis. And then on Cleveland, Della Dova's out. Exum's out. Garland's out. Love's out. Porter's out. Sexton is questionable. Um, obviously, Sexton is the big one. We're going to be waiting to kind of see if he plays or not. But let's start with Memphis here. Um, this team is already really, 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 really missing John Morant. Um, and we kind of knew that was going to be the case. Uh, Cleveland is playing really solid defense to start the season, um, out of kind of nowhere. Um, this team is like ranked first in defensive efficiency this season. Uh, Will, what are we looking at when it comes to Memphis in this one? Man, it's the same guys every time for me with Memphis until, uh, some of these guys come back. Uh, the problem is I don't think I need 6,600 Kyle Anderson on this slate. I don't think I need 6,300 Dylan Brooks. I don't want to pay. 6k for Tyus Jones. Uh, I don't even want to pay 7200 for uh Jonas Valanciunas. And then you know, I kind of go down and I say, Well, how about Gorgie Jing? Well, you know, he's 4500, that's fair, but he's barely playing 20 minutes a game. I, I don't, I don't think I can play anyone from Memphis. I've looked at Bain, I've looked at all these other guys, I just think. Bain's 3,700, but he's not going to get enough minutes for it to be worth it on this slate. Uh, not playing anyone from Memphis today, Stevie. And and that's, uh, I don't want to say unfortunate, just unusual because I usually like a few of those pieces. Yeah, they're, they're obviously a tough team to figure out. Um, I think Brandon Clark on FanDuel at 5,600 5, is very much in play. Kyle Anderson on FanDuel at 5,400, very much in play over there. Both those guys, like, under 6K on FanDuel. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Um, 
I think that is, you know, Kyle Anderson, 6,600, a thousand dollars difference. Like he's a guy that has shown us that he can go for, you know, 35 plus. Um, and then Clark, Clark's minutes are always the biggest concern, but you know, we're looking at 29 plus minutes in five straight games now. And like, you know, that's kind of what we've been waiting for, for Brandon Clark. So he's there. Um, but yeah, on DraftKings, I don't really see anything stand out to me on the Memphis side of things. Going to the Cleveland side of things, um, Andre Drummond is fine. He's a guy that can have monster games. Um, if Sexton were to sit, um, I think Osman would be a, a really solid play. I think he's a really solid play either way. Um, Dotson would probably play a gazillion minutes if Sexton's out. He played 41 minutes the other night. Like, there's there's a lot of value here if Sexton doesn't play. Yeah, for sure. If Sexton doesn't play, Dotson's my my primary target on probably both sites from Cleveland. Uh, and then secondarily, you know, you mentioned the FanDuel pricing a whole lot different. And listen, uh, you know, Jetty didn't have uh, another big game. But FanDuel is playing Russian roulette with their um, position eligibility. So, you know, Osman has now moved to power forward on FanDuel, which might help us a little bit. He's 5,100 there. Love the pricing on FanDuel on him, which is which is typical of most slates. Um, you know, so, yeah, I'm with you, man. I think I think the main guys for me on FanDuel would be Dotson and Osman. And then, you know, you've got Drummond at 9,900. He's going to headline the center position today uh, on FanDuel. Uh pretty much the same thing on DraftKings at, at center outside of uh, like Greek and Embiid in terms of guys that I feel like are like legit on his level. Um, well, no Sabonis is ahead of him today too. So anyway, uh, but, but Randall's still right there, but I, I still like him at 9,200. I think that's a great price for him. Um, moving right along here. We got Philly at Atlanta. No total on this one. Um, again, Will, you take a nap. Ooh. Seth Curry's out. Ferguson's out. Tobias is out. Corkmaz is out. Shake Milton's out. Simmons is out. And then on the Atlanta side of things, Bogdanovich is out. Dunn, Gallo, and Rondo are all out as well. Um, Embiid expected back here for Philly. Um, and if you guys played NBA over the weekend, uh, I think it was Saturday, right? They played with like seven or eight people. Um, on the Philly side of things. So dealing with a lot of um, COVID health and protocol stuff. Um, Embiid is going to have 37.5% usage or or more. Um, I, it, like That's where I would set the over-under for Embiid on this game. I, I think he has potential to go for like 60, 70, 80 fantasy points here. Yeah, man. And I, I think what here's, here's the elephant in the room for me. Is Tyrese Maxey going to have a repeat performance? And I don't mean 40 real points. What I'm saying is somebody else has got a score. He took 33 shots in that game. He's not going to take 33 this game because Embiid will be back. But he took 33 without him. Let's say let's set an over under at 15 shot attempts. I think he probably goes for about 17 or 18 if he's shooting that much with no Embiid. I... Do, do we feel like Tyrese Maxey is the guy on this slate outside of Embiid who should get all the work he can handle Embiid at least has a legitimate backup in Dwight Howard. Do we think Tyrese Maxey is the guy for Philly with all these other guys out, especially with Tobias and Simmons out? I, I, I think we get a repeat from Maxey. What say ye, my friend? 
I don't see a reason not to play him. Um, not not at that price. Um, uh, That's like, correct. Like he's gonna take shots. Like Mathis and Isaiah Joe and those guys, they played like forty minutes and they didn't shoot as much. So if Maxi's gonna play forty minutes with or without Embiid, who cares? Like he like he's yeah. gonna he's gonna at least take shots. Like. Give me a guy taking 15 shots and maybe playing a few less minutes than a guy playing more minutes that's going to take five shots. So um, I think Maxi's the best value play on the slate. I think he's going to be the, the chalkiest value play on the slate. And sometimes chalky value plays bust, but, you know, I, I think he's one of these ones that we just kind of eat the chalk and um, move on. Like, I, I don't see a reason not to. I'm with you. And Shake, Shake Milton's out too, Stevie. So, yeah, like, like, it's yeah. like, if, I mean – even if it's a blowout, I don't think Atlanta's going to blow them out. Even if it's anywhere near a blowout, it's going to make it better for him. He's still going to play 40 minutes or 38. I would say 38 minutes minimum is, is where he will be in this spot. I, I'm i with you, man. I just wanted to kind of get your pulse on it. I knew he was, I know he's not going to take 33 shots, but I think 15 to 22 shots is like definitely where he'll be. All right, cool. Yeah, you have, Lock them in, folks. You have three guards up. I mean, you have Seth out, you have Simmons out, um, and you have Milton out. So, like, you just have to, at that point, just assume that, like, the minutes are going to be there. I think on FanDuel, Dakota Mathis is 4,100. If you want to take shots on him at that price, um, go for it. I'm not going to talk you off of it. Like, he doesn't even need much. Like to get there at 4,100. So, and and then like, I don't think I would go Isaiah Joe, but he's one of the only active guards um, out there with Maxi. So Maxi's 5,200. He took 17 shots in that game as well, by the way. Yeah. Good old Danny Green. He's 4,800. I'm I'm just saying the the shots are going to be there for him. Uh, yeah, yeah, shots are going to be there, sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I love Embiid. I think Embiid's a, a top play on the slate. Um, and then, like, so if I'm going with some of these Philly pieces, like, where could I run it back with some of these Atlanta guys? Like, obviously, Trey Young's an option. Uh, what do you like here for Atlanta? Well, I, I think I think we got to figure out, man. Listen, Reddish and uh, and Hunter, they just keep exchanging blows, man. Uh, and and Hunter's pretty much priced up now, so we're we're not going to get we're not going to get Hunter uh, probably back anymore. But you know, Cam Reddish at fifty one, I think that's fair, uh, and that's kind of where I'm at, man. I mean, Capella seven K, but I don't want to play Capella. John Collins is seventy four hundred. Uh, Collins has some upside. I mean, if the game's close, maybe he gets there. Uh, Trey's kind of had a wrist issue. I think that's probably why maybe some of his production has been down. I I, I think for me, man, the run back is these cheap pieces. Cam Reddish is probably going to be at the top of my list just because he's, he's 5,100. Uh, and that, that's going to be, be about it for me uh, with these guys, man. I think everybody else is just kind of priced right where they should be. Yeah. So but if I... I had to play one, it would definitely be Trey of the expensive guys. Yeah, Trey definitely. Um, yeah. I, I like I like DeAndre Hunter a lot. Uh, I think he is a phenomenal play as a run back play. Even if he you know goes six x at sixty two hundred, if like the Philly pieces do their thing, like it's just 
you're trying to make your, you know, Philly stacks a little bit different than everybody else's Philly stacks. And I think like, you know, that's why you're, you're potentially looking at a guy like Hunter and instead of going Trey or Collins or Capella. So all those guys very much in play as well. Uh, New Orleans at Dallas, 214 total here. Um, Dallas favored by four and a half. Steven Adams is questionable um, for New Orleans. And on Dallas side, Brunson's out. Finney Smith is out. Um, Richardson's out. Keebler's questionable. And Porzingis is upgraded from out to questionable. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. I don't know if he's necessarily ready or even if he is ready, how much they'll like necessarily let him play. Uh, but it is something to kind of note here. So let's look at um, let's look at the New Orleans side first. Um, you know, obviously, if Stephen Adams doesn't play, it could potentially lead to like Hayes playing more um, because Dallas typically plays kind of big. So I think New Orleans would need somebody, but it's it's interesting. Would they use Zion at the five? I don't know what would necessarily happen here. Uh, I'm with you. I. I, I don't know how they would handle it because, you know, they could essentially play Zion at the five, move Ingram to the four, you know, uh, and then either squeeze in a J.J. Redick or or um, or a Josh Hart. Like, it, they could get really creative if, if that were to be the case. I, I almost feel like that might be what they would do. But then, like you said, the other thing would be to just bring Jackson Hayes in. I mean, he's already playing – get playing the backup minutes anyway. So maybe that's, that probably is a little bit more, more logical. You get Jackson Hayes 3,100 um, into the starting lineup, which, which could work. I mean, he's going to be active. So that's kind of where I am. I mean, I, I, I think the only person I really want to play from this game though is either Ingram or Williamson. Uh, you know, those are the guys that have the real upside outside of um, uh, Jackson Hayes. If he's 3,100, he's starting like, He's squarely in play at the center position. That's like our your cheap catcher, man. We we get our cheap center uh, on, on DK at thirty one hundred. But I still think my favorites are Brandon Ingram and Zion. Uh, Ingram is just a guy like he's going to be a tournament play all year. I mean, if, even if you're just a game log watcher, Stevie, like the guy's just putting up numbers like 61, 35, 53, 30, 34, 47, 54, 44, 42. Like the guy's putting up numbers and he's already flashed some upside at 8,600 on this slate. I have to assume Brandon Ingram uh, isn't going to have much ownership. Feels like a let's get weird GPP play to me. Yeah. I don't mind Ingram. Um, especially if you're like looking like, all right, if Luca goes insane in this game, you know, and keeps this one close, like who on new Orleans is, you know, going at it too. So um, so like, that's where I like Ingram. I think the team is kind of like New Orleans is kind of running through Ingram. Like Zion's had some recent, like 40 point games, but he's only, I think he's only gone over 50 once this season. Um, so it's just not like the same type of like ceiling that we had from Zion last year overall, like for new Orleans, unless we get news that like Adams isn't going to play like Ingram is probably, him and like Zion are like the only two guys that like I have any kind of remote interest in. Like, it's not a day to play JJ Redick. JJ Redick is thirty two hundred. Like JJ Redick could break the slate. He goes out and he hits like six threes, and he he easily breaks the slate. But I don't know if I can like if you're playing like a a, a twenty entry max or if you're playing like a one fifty entry. You know, like 
maybe that's where you take a shot on like JJ Redick. Um, and like you, you, you put him in there and you have, you know, he's, he's 3,200 going to play 20 to 24 minutes. And when he's open, he'll shoot. So could he get there? Sure. Uh, let's go to the Dallas side uh, because like the Dallas side is obviously the more interesting side here because we do have so many injuries and so much stuff to kind of note. I, I think like a lot of people are going to be looking at like Tim Hardaway Jr. in this spot. But like, how do you look at Tim Hardaway Jr. in this spot when he's 6,700? I know he put up 47 fantasy points the other night and he had to play a ton of minutes. He shot eight for 13 from three. He's not going to do that every night. Like if Tim Hardaway is chalk on this slate and he beats me, he beats me. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be chalk at 6,700. Now, on FanDuel at 58, you know, we got a little different story. Like, he'll probably pick up a lot more ownership. I don't really see people gravitating to a 6,700 uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. For me, you know, like I said, if it's mass multi-entry, I definitely think, you know, we, we get a little sprinkle of him. Just in case he puts up, you know, a 40-point 40, 40 ceiling. Once again, I, you know, and I've kind of been doing this on this show, trying to trying to help both sides. If I'm in any type of three entry max single entry stuff, no way I'm playing Tim Hardaway Jr. 6700. Just forget it. Um, so that's where I'm at. Um, Trey Burke at 45, though. I know he only played 21 minutes, 11 for 13 against Orlando. Ladies and gentlemen, that was kind of a blowout. Like if this game's close, I think Trey Burke's getting up to 30 minutes. That that's kind of where I, I could be wrong about that, Stevie, but I think. He gets a little bit closer to 30, which definitely puts him in play uh, for, for me in tournament. So at 4,500, you know, I'm, I'm already thinking of some Trey Burke, you know, uh, Tyrese Maxi stacks going on right now. Uh, I think this is going to be a fantastic play for us. Yeah, like that game wasn't really a blowout. Like it was it was up and down. I watched that game. Um, and Magic led a couple times. I, I know like there was a point um, that – Dallas got it, I think, to like um, 14 or 15 at one point. I know they ended up winning um, by, what, 14 or something like that. But, like, it was it was a really competitive game until, like, the, the fourth quarter. And, like, the Magic just couldn't do anything. Um, Ross couldn't hit a shot. Like, Anthony – like, these guys just couldn't hit shots down the stretch. But – um, I think I think Trey Burke played right around where he's going to play, to be honest. Um, I, I think, like – they are very interested in using, um, you know, Wes Awandu, um, an old Orlando Magic guy. Like, he played 30 minutes. He played the whole fourth quarter. He checked in, like, halfway through the third quarter uh, and played the entire, you know, end of the third quarter and then the entire fourth quarter in that game. So, I don't know. Like, James Johnson got some run in that game, and, like, I w- it wouldn't shock me if he gets some run. Like, oh, yeah, in he's going to get some for sure. So, like – Maybe I'm taking like the more I think about like JJ Redick, the more it's it's really intriguing. I can't lie. Um, <laughs> just 3200 for Redick, man. Like I don't know, I've I've done crazier things, but like the big thing here is like if Keebler and Porzingis sit, does Boban get 15 minutes? And like we know what Boban can do if he gets 15 minutes, like at 3K. So like honestly, I'm waiting for news here. Um, you know, they have Willie Collie Stein. He's a guy that could potentially start. Um, Powell could potentially start, but like, is there a road to Boban getting 15 minutes in this game? Is what you got to ask yourself. And if the question is maybe, then if you're playing multiple teams, you you have to have some exposure at 3K because 
He can put up 30 fantasy points in 15 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) And if he does that, I mean, man, uh, look out world. Look out, Slate Breaker. Here we go. Um, Indy at Sacramento, 233 total. Pacers favored by one in this game. Lamb, McConnell, and Warren remain out. Um, and then on the Sacramento side, Buddy Heald and Rashawn Holmes are both questionable. Uh, let's start here with the Pacers. Like, Vegas has this game being really, really close. Um, high scoring, good tempo type of game. Um, Will, and, and like, we, we talked about it so much, like, you know, we're so used to the Pacers being like a top five defensive team. They're like 15th um, and Sacramento's last in defensive efficiency this season. So like this game could stay close. Where does the production come from um, on the Pacers side? Well, that's the thing, man. I mean, you got to assume Sabonis is going to be uh, highly involved here. I mean, he he's the one guy on this team, Stevie, that's been, you know, pretty much consistently 40s, 50s. Put up 61 the other night. Like, if I'm going to play one guy from this team, it's definitely going to be Demodis Sabonis. Nothing against Malcolm Brogdon. Has been fantastic. Playing big minutes, Stevie. He's even been 54, 57, 55, 43. I I still don't trust this from Brogdon. I don't trust Malcolm Brogdon to be a 45-point score every night. I could be wrong. But not when you got Oladipo and, and some of these other guys. Now, listen, he's getting it done across multiple categories, which I like. So it's not like he's dropping like 30 real points a game and then kind of eking by. Like, if you look, six rebounds, two rebounds, seven assists, nine assists, 11 assists, seven assists. Like, he's getting it done in, in the other categories and picks up some steals and stuff, too. So I guess for me, once again, Sabonis, single entry. Malcolm Brogdon, multi-entry. Uh, I, I don't want to play Malcolm Brogdon in my single entry contest at 8,300. I'm, I'm more than willing to take a shot on Sabonis though at 93. Don't hate uh, uh, Victor Oladipo at 6,900. I, I think it's fair. Uh, Justin Holiday was a guy that I had my eye on, but he's now over. I mean, I don't want to say overpriced. He's been getting it done, but he's more likely to dud for me at 4,900 than help me. So uh, he, that's those are kind of the only guys I want to look at. So, I, I like, I realistically think like if you're mass multi-entering this slate, you can make a group of Sabonis, Brogdon and Oladipo and like have at least one of them on every team. Um, Like at least one of them on every team. I, I think like Sabonis at the top end is a guy that can go for 60, but he's going to be consistent um, as well. Brogdon is a guy that at 8,300, you know, can put up 50 in this game. Like, you know, Sacramento is a really bad defensive team. So Brogdon could have a monster game here. And, and then like Oladipo, he's a guy that's shooting the ball. You know, he shot at least, you know, 16 shots in five of the last six games. He's played over 30 minutes in every game, you know, this year, you know, since the, since we moved to 2021, like he's healthy. They're giving him the minutes. He's taking the shots. Like all three of these guys have reason to play them against Sacramento. And like on the Sacramento side, like if you think this game stays close, where is it going to stay close? Like, well, first we got to know if Holmes is going to play, you know, second, we got to know if buddy Heald's going to play because if these guys are potentially out, it frees, you know, guys like white side to get minutes. It frees guys like Bagley to get some minutes. Um, 
Fox is obviously one of the top run backs. If you're looking at playing, you know, Pacers, Barnes is a run back. Halliburton's a run back. So a lot of Sacramento is going to be like determined by like what type of news we get um, on Holmes and um, Buddy Heald. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, listen, you know, I've been looking at a lot of these games on DK. I think, you know, a lot of these games are game stack viable. Um, which is why I'm kind of differentiating it today between, hey, this isn't a guy playing a single entry, but if it's multi-entry, I'm, I'm playing him. Uh, I think this is definitely one of the game stacks of the night. You're going to have to overpay for some guys. Like, nobody wants to pay 6500 for Harrison Barnes. Not saying it's not warranted with the season he's having, uh, but I, I don't want to pay 6500 But in a game stack, I'm, wi- I'm willing to roll the dice. I don't want to play 6200 for Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, but in a game stack, I'm, I'm willing to roll the dice. So, that's kind of where I am now. If Buddy Heald is out. Uh, Halliburton's definitely probably somebody we want to look at. He's he's got 40, 40 to fifty point upside for sure. Uh, you know, if Holmes is out, then of course Whiteside at forty two hundred becomes another fantastic play on this slate. Uh, we move on to the final game of the night. We got Toronto at Portland. It's a back to back for Toronto, so we don't have an injury report on them. I did see an opening line though. It's two thirty three. Portland's favored by four. Uh, Zach Collins remains out for Portland, assuming will, because, you know, as we're recording this, this game's um, underway, assuming that nothing um, comes out injury wise and it's, it's good to go here. uh, What are we looking at here on the Toronto side of things? Well, I mean, it's really weird with Toronto, right? Because Fred Van Vliet's a guy I've been on for weeks playing him almost every day. Stevie, and now he's 8,500, and, and I'm, I'm not as interested because the bust potential uh, is immense at, at that price. Kyle Lowry at 8,200. Now, listen, Portland has not been playing fantastic defense, but I feel like, you know, most of the guys on this team, you know, are, are priced up. You know, I don't want to play OG at 56. I don't hate him, but I don't want to play him. I don't want to play Siakam at 8,100. It's been good to pass a couple games. I'm not saying he's going to uh, regress. But I just think this whole team is priced appropriately. And with that, I think I'm more than willing to take the fade on the Toronto Raptors and and, uh, and hope that this game just doesn't shoot out in the way we expect. This is the first back-to-back of the season for Toronto, too. Um, so we don't know. We have nothing to really compare, like, minutes and stuff um, for them on a back-to-back to really get an idea of what we're looking at here for um this team in general on a back-to-back so like i I think that is you know something that is tough and hard as well because um we really just don't know what to expect from toronto on a back-to-back but listen um none of them are really cheap i I think like the guy that i probably have the most interest in is probably og just because he's under 6k and he's gonna play 35 minutes a night um so he would be the guy, but like, he's going to have to shoot well to get there too. So, um, on the Portland side of things, like, you know, Lillard and McCollum are both guys that can go off at any single time at any single point. Um, I, I know McCollum's having a great year. I know he has multiple 50 point games, uh, fantasy point games. It is so hard to click his name at 8,800 outside of like wanting to be super contrarian. Well, Stevie, listen, this is something else. I, I, I believe I've mentioned it. I, I think we have to make an adjustment until, until, until something tells us not to. And that's the fact that C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard may be the same person this season 
at least for now. Uh, you know, and like I said, I checked the numbers on it, you know, t- took a look at the production and it, it's been pretty much sustained the whole way through. Look, it's still early in the season, but bottom line is this. When I'm looking at CJ shot attempts, Stevie, the shot attempts, 19 shot attempts, game one, 30 shot attempts the next game, 22, 17, 21, 23, 21, 14, 20, 22. The shot attempts are there, man. And so with that being the case, essentially him and Dame are the same player this year. Uh, and we've just, I think we've got to make an adjustment on it. Now, Dame may pick up a few more assists, but let's listen to the shot attempts. 12, 28, 16, 14, 21, 24, 17, 21, 16. Right in line, man. I I, I think CJ's worth the money uh, in this spot against Toronto in a game that could be competitive. Uh, it could be another 50 spot coming our way. We know he's going to have very low ownership. Uh, I feel like I feel like CJ McCollum this year is your every year's Demar Derozan. It's hard to pay the price, but I think we've got to make an adjustment on him. Yeah, and like I wrote him up a few days ago, um, an expert survey to like be contrarian in a stack, and I think like you know that's you know nobody wants to pay eighty eight hundred for him um, at all, so. I think like if you want to take shots on him, go for it. I'm not going to talk you off of it. It's just it is a tough price. Um, and like Portland in general, you know, like Nurkic and, and Nurkic and Cantor are kind of like really like very closely like spinning or splitting the minutes um, in general. And then like you know, I don't know what to do. Like Covington's not taking any shots. They don't really have like a high usage like bench guy. I feel like if you're, if you're taking shots on any of the cheap guys, it's Gary Trent, but like he's not a guy that's going to get a ton of usage. So, like, I, I think Portland is like pay up or just kind of stay away from. Yeah, for sure. Especially when we're not really getting the production from uh, our good friend, Mr. Carmelo Anthony. Now, that may change the closer we get to the playoffs, but right now he's, 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 he's pretty much capped around 20 minutes. I mean, 21, 22 minutes, but. Play the morning grind game, and then um, we'll get out of here. Will, um, you can get us started off here with your favorite play under 5K to 7X. Oh, man. This is a layup, this this, this particular slate, Steve. You know I'm going Tyrese Maxey. I, I don't think we can get away with it. I mean, he should be 100% in cash games, probably pushing 50% in tournaments. Yeah, like um, he he's the obvious answer today for sure. I'm going to go more tournament, and I'm going to go J.J. Redick. Oh, watch out. Um, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust at the top today? Give me – give me Chris Middleton at 8,200. All right. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, everything in my being wants – I'm going to say Van Vliet. As much as I love playing this guy this year, it's a shooter on a second end of a back-to-back. I can't I can't do it. Uh, favorite 6X play, Will, who do you got? Uh, I'm kind of going to go back to a, to another guy that we were, we were kind of talking about here. In that same game. I know it sounds crazy, Stevie. I think it's going to be Danny Green Day. All those guards out, played about 36 minutes. Uh, 
and beats coming back. I, I think he get and he didn't even shoot well in that game. Shot like four for 16. Can you imagine him shooting eight for 16 in that game? Let's go, Danny Green. I really like, I, I really want to say Embiid. I'm not going to, but I really want to say Embiid. Um, I'm gonna go Old Depot, go 6x today. Uh, Will, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I don't know how weird this is, Stevie. But man, let's let, let's root for the home team today. I, I don't think his ownership's gonna be there. Let's go, let's go LaMelo ball at 7K. All right. Um, I think the price is the reason, right? Like, right. It's, it's yeah. obviously not production, um, it's price. I'm gonna go DeAndre Hunter. Uh, I talked about him earlier. Yes. Um, as like an interesting like run back option if you're looking at like you know that game in general here. So I'm going to go with um, DeAndre Hunter as my let's get weird GPP play of the day. Uh, Will, give me any game selection, anything stand out to you on FanDuel or DraftKings today? Uh, I'm, I'm going to give out two on this one. And I kind of want to talk about this. So if you're really interested in what I would consider to be a pretty good uh, contest on uh, on uh, DK or FanDuel today, up top, you know, they've got the baller. It's it's very well constructed this time uh, at uh, like 16.50, paying out 23 spots, 23% of the field. I think that's really good. Uh, and I think, you know, on the lower level, if you're really trying to uh, see if you can bank 100K, you know, on, on a value spot, $3, man, in, in the uh, in the clutch shot, you know, it's only 450 to max enter. It, it, you know, I'm saying if, if you've got that and give yourself 150 chances if you nail it, you know, you, you can get to the promised land. So one to point those two out. High end, man, that baller, you know, a uh, pretty good payout uh, structure, at least better than what it has been, of course. And then on, on the bottom end, man, $3, 150 max. Uh, that's 454 to max it all the way out. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to FanDuel today as well. Um, the $50 single entry, 30K um, NBA Swish, I think is super interesting. Um, first place is about 16%. The rake is about 13%, pays 22% of the field. Um, pretty pretty structured, but kind of top-heavy tournament. So, like, you know, you definitely want to play it as, like, a single entry, and you want it to be more of, like, a ceiling single entry. Um, you want to be chasing, like, the top five um, in this one. But it is a good payout structure as far as, like, how many positions it pays with a $50 single entry. Uh, so definitely like that tournament over there. And, you know, just kind of, I always kind of browse before we get started. And like, it's just one that kind of stood out to me. Um, favorite over under against the spread. Like we don't have a lot of them um, as of right now, as we're recording um, any of the, any of the ones that we have right now standing out to you. Um, I think we have one on Phoenix, Washington. Let's, let's go, let's go under on that one, Steve. I know, I know it sounds crazy. But I'm, I'm going to take the under in that game. Washington under. I'm going to go Pacers minus one. I think the Pacers handle business here against Sacramento. Um, I really like I really like this one. This is the one that I'm going to lock, lock in on my, my sharp side app and, um, you know, try to continue my my streak here. I think I'm at like three or four or something like that. So, uh, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I'm good, man. Uh, I'm good. If you guys haven't already, make sure you check out Monkey Knife Fight. Awesome sponsor of the podcast. Appreciate them jumping on board here. Um, you know, really like what they're doing over there. Like I said, 
they're the fastest growing single single player DFS site out there. So get 100% matching bonus up to $50 on your first deposit. The link will be in the comments of the podcast. That's going to wrap it up here for Monday. Appreciate everyone listening. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more hoops. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.